Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Seven health benefits of spending time in nature. That's what we're talking about today on Things You Should Know. Stick around. The Things You Should Know podcast is our pleasure to welcome you each and every week. Some of the topics that we discuss on this podcast range from tech to innovation, health and wellness to, yes, unsolved mysteries and crimes. You picked a great day to join us. We've got a great podcast ahead for you. Sit back, relax, listen and enjoy. Thank you for joining us at Things You Should Know podcast. Hey, you. Yes, you. You're listening to Things You Should Know podcast. You like it? You like to hear more? Well, great. Would you like to know two different ways that you can support the podcast? All you got to do is when you're done listening to this podcast, go down into the notes, the show notes. There are two links there. Either one. Check them out. Thanks again. Have a great day. Anyone who's watched a child run free in a forest, play in a stream even, they don't need a research study to tell them that spending time in nature is good for a kid's health. Quote, is something that most parents know intuitively. When kids have the chance to play free in nature, they're happier, they're better behaved, and they're more connected socially. This is according to Carol Schuler. She's the founder and executive director of Wild Rock. It's a nature play and discovery center in Virginia. Most adults know that nature is good for them, too. That's why we often leave behind the stress of work to vacation in beautiful, natural places. But really, how much of nature do we need to be healthier? How much time in nature? 
A group led by researchers in the United Kingdom tried to answer that question in what they described as a first step towards coming up with the natural version of a national physical activity guidelines. How much time do we need in nature? Well, there was a study published uh, in this was uh, 2020. And researchers surveyed more than 19,000 people in the United Kingdom about the recreational time they spent in nature during the past week, along with their self-reported health and their well-being. They found that people who spent at least 120 minutes a week in nature saw a boost in their mental and physical health. This is compared to people who did not spend any time in nature. The the researchers say that the size of the health benefits was similar to what people would get by meeting the guidelines for physical activity. Today, I wanted to push forward and uh, continue our conversation on the little book of self-care and breath work, alleviating depression. Breathing with awareness and spending time in nature are proven ways to help symptoms of depression and reduce the need for medication. It's really what I wanted to kind of keep pushing uh, our conversation towards today. So, guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Things You Should Know podcast, guys. Super excited to be in the studio and talking to you guys today. This on the heels of me returning from the hills of North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, to be specific. I spent about three days there, and yes, I spent quite a bit of time in nature. Uh, it was my wife's birthday, and we went up just to celebrate. Hadn't been to Asheville in a while. Asheville is a wonderful, wonderful city, very diverse, lots of culture, lots of arts, lots of breweries, lots of things to do. If you're a person who likes to spend time in nature, Asheville may be the place for you. I want to tell you a little bit about my trip. I want to talk to you about some different breathing techniques and some things that you can do in nature to help you uh, with your depression. And I want to give you those seven benefits of spending time in nature. First timers, welcome to the podcast. It's my pleasure to have you in today. Go ahead now and subscribe to the podcast before you forget who we are and where we are. We're available on all streaming uh, podcast platforms. As I was driving up, just as a side note, as I was driving up to Asheville, I drove up from Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta people, Georgia people, particularly Atlanta people, Asheville is only three and a half hours away. This was a quicker drive than going to Savannah. It's a quicker drive than going to Sea Island and going to Jekyll Island. And I'm telling you, there's not necessarily a beach there, but there's a lot of water because we did whitewater rafting. I'm going to talk to you about it. If you're looking for a place to go, I don't work for Asheville and they're not sponsoring this show yet. But man, I tell you, we had a fantastic time. We had a fantastic time. And for my plant-based folks, I didn't have to struggle to find food. There was a plethora of uh, restaurants. And I don't just mean salad and french fries. I'm talking about very well curated uh, meals for vegan and vegetarian folks. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm going to talk a little bit about it later because I really want to get into spending time in nature. But yeah, Asheville is 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 awesome. We had a great time. And it was only a three and a half hour drive from Atlanta. So if you live in Atlanta uh, or the surrounding areas and you're looking for somewhere to hang out, somewhere maybe you've never been, 
maybe Ashfield's your spot. Check it out on TripAdvisor or anywhere else. I think they have a website, uh, avl.com or something like that. Uh, Long timers, thank you for continuing to come back and support the podcast. You guys are awesome, and you're the reason why uh, we're doing this every week and why we're staying uh, where we are. But what I was going to tell you on my drive up to Asheville as I'm losing focus here today, I was listening to a podcast. Yes, I do listen to podcasts. It was Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, if you don't know, is a... um, Man, he's he's very motivational, but he was one of the main reasons why I started this podcast because he talks about, you know, how to become a podcaster, how to create, you know, uh simple passive income, which is his um was his, which is the name of his podcast, SPI. And he had a guest on. I apologize, but I can't recall the lady's name. I'll put it in the show notes. But they were talking about the benefits of their gardens and they both had gardens and some mornings they would have coffee in the garden. Uh, some days they would work in the garden. Uh, she was talking about how having plants, you know, on your desk and in your home is meditative and is soothing and it's just a natural uh, and cohesive environment for your, for you spiritually, whether you're this far down your spiritual path of awakening or not. Um, we're all really one and whether we're plants or animals or tree, whatever the case may be, we're happen to be humans. But uh, I think if you could look at it holistically, there's a connection between all living things. And uh, they talk so much about uh, studies that were done that show increased creativity and productivity just by being in nature and being in your garden and having plants close to you and things like that. We're not going to get that deep today, but if you care to go to Pat's podcast, it was one of the most recent ones. So I don't know when you listen to this podcast, but I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it and put it in the show notes. It just came to my mind and I didn't plan to say that, but I wanted to give him a shout out because it kind of planted the seed as I was driving to think about how could I further the conversation with you, my audience, about your health, your your mental health particularly around nature. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Here's an offer we thought you'd be interested in. Are you looking to develop and create stunning coursework? Uh, Launch your stunning academy website in a snap. You can choose from among 50-plus designer-made, ready-to-go, industry-specific site templates to launch your website fast and with confidence. It's very simple, very powerful. They're flexible courses. You can wave goodbye to dull educational content. There are countless ways to package and distribute your learning content. Create listed or private courses that can be paid or free courses, or you can drip feed your content to build and to nurture your audience the way that you want. You can create compelling and interactive courses, leverage the most rich library of learning activities, and undoubtedly the most customizable course player in the market to build flexible learning experiences to keep your listeners engaged. And lastly, be the boss of your content and design your final course product exactly as you envision it. Preview it as you build it in real time. Get it up and running fast than you ever have imagined. 
Why don't you go down the show notes, guys, today and uh, click on Learns World. If you're interested in building courses that matter, you can monetize, create memberships, create courses, and create passive income for yourself. So support our sponsor, Learns World. So let's start. Let's start. I've sort of always been someone, I grew up in the country, i.e. nature, while my paradigm had not shifted yet, I always had the benefit of playing outside as a kid. Uh, In those days, you couldn't hang out too long inside, some adult would tell you to go outside and play. Well, that's the complete opposite of today, right? And so we had the benefits of being in the sunshine, getting the natural, you know, um, vitamin D and falling and getting dirty and, and, and all the lovely organisms and, and um, benefits of the vibration of the earth, the connectivity, the groundedness of Mother Earth. We don't really have that uh, today. Our kids don't. They spend so much time inside and they spend so much time in uh, man-made air. We all do. Uh, we wear shoes, which breaks our connectivity to the earth. Uh, we've got on clothes, which I'm not suggesting you go out with any clothes or shoes on. But my point is we're not connected. We're not grounded. And, and we see so many people in our society um, with conditions that would be otherwise if they were connected. What does that mean? Well, when you're not grounded, when you don't have the connectivity to the earth and you're not grounded, one of the things that you will see is confusion insecurity, depression, possibly anxiety, and things of that nature because uh, we're not grounded. We don't feel secure. We don't feel stable. And many of us don't understand even what grounding is. We don't understand that because we've not been taught that. I think that's probably why you listen to a podcast like this, because you're hopeful that you're going to hear something that you've never heard before that could spark a new idea and a new activity or new regimen that will bring, you know, benefits to your to your life. And certainly it's always our hope to do that. It's always our hope to benefit you, our audience and improve your quality of life. Obviously, knowledge does not apply itself. Whatever we talk about here, you're going to have to apply and then you determine if it's beneficial for you or not. So today, I'm going to start off by talking about some benefits of being in nature. Now, we're going to start off as we do talking about studies because this isn't my opinion. This isn't uh, a subjective podcast. Well, it is sometimes. But (laughs) when we bring in studies, we're talking about data. We're talking about things that have been studied. So we know that this is scientific, And that's important because I want you to have some level of security in knowing that this stuff has been uh, proven. It does work. So if you decide to do it, uh, it's a matter of applying it. How much time do we need in nature? Well, researchers say that the benefits um, are great. People who rack up about 120 minutes a week Uh, Short walks near their homes, longer hikes, uh, weekends at the park are all benefiting from time outside and in nature. Researchers point out that this is just a first step, though, 
toward being able to recommend people spend a certain amount of time each week in nature. Other research, though, has shown that each small bout in nature can provide health benefits. Now, what type of health benefits? There was a study. People who exercised for just five minutes in nature saw boost to their self-esteem and to their mood. Now, remember, ultimately, we're talking about your mood, your self-esteem, your confidence, moving away from depression, moving away from confusion, anxiety and things that are negatively affecting your mental health. Okay, we want to move away from those things. So what are some ways that we can move away from lower vibrational energies into higher vibrational energies? According to Schuliger, she sees that this kind of quick transformation at Wild Rock, which, of course, is where uh, she's, she works, even among adults with very stressful jobs, is prudent. She says after an hour of being in nature, they're laughing and they're collecting things that they did like when they were five years old. Remember how you were a kid? You go out into the woods and then you pick up like a three-leaf clover, four-leaf clover, whatever the lucky one is. I think it's a three-leaf clover. Or you see a bird or you see some sort of something in nature that bewilders you. Sometimes I have these spiders that come during the summer on my deck and in my front because I have lights in my front and in my back yards. And I'm just amazed at what these spiders are able to do with these webs. It's just absolutely amazing. Now, my wife's afraid of spiders and eventually I'll have to get rid of it. But some days I can just sit and watch these guys weave these webs. It is the most amazing thing. Now, while I'm watching this, I'm not thinking about anything but how amazing this web is being weaved. Very similar to if you're a hiker and you go out into the woods. It has the calming effect of driving in that, you know, while you're hiking and in nature, uh, it's, it's, it's not impossible, but it is difficult to bring your problems there or to bring these lower vibrational energies because you're out in a high vibrational area, especially if there's water, if there's mountains, if there's running water, there's even more. Now, Jessica Small, she's an MA, a psychotherapist in Charlottesville, Virginia. She said any nature guidelines should emphasize that these are minimum amounts and that people will benefit more with greater time in nature. She also said that uh, worded properly, they can, quote, help people understand that they don't have to go on a weekend kayaking trip to have health benefits. I'll tell you this as a personal story. When COVID, you know, when we were initially all kind of, you know, homebound and folks were, you know, dealing with the, the results of what was taking place across the world, my wife and I undertook a 52 week, uh, 52 year, what, what am I saying? 52 week, which means a full year hike challenge. Does that make sense? 52 weeks in a year. We did a hike every week. Now, we didn't do all 52, but we did a lot. And I found that being in nature was uh, and I had been in nature before. Don't get me wrong. I have bikes. You know, we walk in our neighborhoods. But being out on a trail, especially one that you've never been on before, there's something about that adventure. There's something about being out there. And again, especially if there's water involved especially if there's water involved. Now, we did this. It was hot some days. It was cold other days, but it got us out of the house. 
We're in a safe environment where we were not a lot around a lot of people and we felt connected to nature in a time that was very stressful, as you know, and allowed us spend time together, but also to relieve some of the anxiety and and things that were going along with that particular time. So I'm telling you from personal experience that this actually works. People who live in natural areas may already know the benefits of nature and that is good for them and quickly bring uh, can quickly bring you into healing. Now, what I want to talk to you today about, there are seven benefits, okay, of spending time in nature. What are those benefits, Kelly? Well, I'm glad you asked. Number one, increased feelings of calmness. Number two, increased endorphin levels and dopamine production. It promotes happiness. Those are your good feeling emotions or your good feeling uh, chemicals that can, you know, run through your, your body. Restore capacity for concentration and attention. It's like driving. If you're driving, you're, you're using that mechanical. I think it's the right side of your brain and it leaves that left side alone. So the creativity, the ideas can pop up into, into your mind. I don't know if you ever heard that saying that, you know, if you, if, you know, the Einstein type of thought that all of my good ideas come to me in the shower. It's sort of that saying where if you want to have a good idea, jump in your car and just take a ride. It, it alleviates all the other things that you're concerned with at the time. And it um, appoints a task to your right side brain. And I want to say this is right. Could be the left side, but it leaves the other side open for creativity. And the ideas usually come. They flow. Number four, reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. That's the whole reason we're talking about this, because I know based on the amount of uh, comments and downloads and views and all these other things of our health and wellness podcast, we get the most around dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression. Because why? A lot of people dealing with anxiety and dealing with depression. It's very easy. You know, people people can feel uh, a sense of hopelessness these days with so much heaped upon them. And I get it. There's a lot going on. So we offer podcasts and supportive podcasts like this to 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 help provide some drug free way of dealing with these sorts of mental dilemmas. Your mental health is important. Number five, reduce irritability. When we were all sequestered, a lot of couples divorced. (laughs) A lot of couples divorced. People were irritable from spending so much time around each other. Getting out in nature could alleviate a lot of that. Number six, lower blood pressure and reduce cortisol. That's the stress hormone. And if you listen to this podcast at any time, we always talk about two things that you don't want in your body. Number one is constant uh, inflammation. And number two is cortisol. That's your stress hormone. We want to replace that with the endorphins and the dopamine and serotonin. Those are your good feeling um, hormones. And then number seven, lastly, reduce feelings of isolation. Getting outside is important. A lot of folks did deal, especially single people. I, I thought the confinement and the, the, the confinement and the, um, you know, during the pandemic was m- probably the heaviest on people who were single because they were by themselves most of the time. And so there's a feeling of isolation and perhaps after that could come a feeling of depression and anxiety and so forth. So one feeds into the other. 
Now, getting the most out of your time in nature. Studies have shown that a minimum of two hours a week spent in nature, either at one time or over several visits, is needed to significantly increase your health and your well-being. Two hours may sound like a lot when you're balancing school, personal time, and all the other activities that you have, but quite honestly, your health is worth it. And really, two hours is not really a whole lot. A lot of times, if you're driving back and forth to work, you may spend an hour there and an hour back. What's two hours to benefit your health? And quite honestly, when you get out there, maybe you're a fisher. Maybe you're a golfer. Maybe you are someone who loves nature. And I'm talking about someone, well, I'm not even going to go there. If you go out in nature, if you're a swimmer, uh, you like to go to these natural uh, uh, areas to swim. Oh, speaking of which, I was going to kind of incorporate my... Um, trip to Asheville and uh, our first day there there were a number of hikes that we went on well actually we went on two because they were pretty well it wasn't super far from where we were staying but it wasn't close either it was was a good hour from where we were so if you go to Asheville for example you want to stay kind of in town or close to the Biltmore Village there are mountains all around but as you can imagine you have to drive there in order to get you know into these national park areas so we saw beautiful waterfalls, a lot of greenery, trees and mountains and streams. It was breathtaking and it was relaxing. It was calming. And we hiked. Um, I think the longest hike we did that particular time was only about a mile or so, but it was so well worth it. The um, the waterfalls, uh, the nature sounds, the animals uh, and even the other people that were out there with us. Everything was very calm. Everything was very cool. So spending time in nature, how much time each week can you dedicate to spending in nature? How close are you to nature? You may say, Kelly, I live in Manhattan. I live in the Bronx. Well, listen, I just came from New York a few months ago and I drove from the city area, you know, the Bronx and Manhattan and that area up to uh, Lackawaxen, Pennsylvania for a family event. There's a lot of nature up there. Beautiful, beautiful country. Only about an hour and a half, two hours outside of, you know, Manhattan and the Bronx and Brooklyn and places like that, the boroughs. My point is this. Seek out these natural areas. Seek it out for your health. All right. Number two, ensure the place that you choose to go feel safe. Ladies, let me just tell you this. I've been on so many trails. Uh, I always go with my wife. And uh, sometimes, sometimes I see ladies and they're hiking by themselves. Listen, I, I'm not one to promote fear and things like that. That's not what it's about, but it's just practicality. Uh, you're out in the woods and sometimes you're doing miles and miles of hiking and there's no one around but you. Uh, sometimes I see guys on the trail. I, I don't want to say anybody has ill will, et cetera, et cetera. But here's what I'll say. Be practical. When you go, go in groups. One of the uh, things I was telling you is that my wife and I joined this. Uh, actually, it was a Facebook group that my wife found. And it was started by women. And they hike. They love to hike, but they didn't want to do it by themselves. So this Facebook group brought all these women who love to hike solo by, them, you know, by themselves, brought them together so they could hike together for the point of safety. So just be safe. Sometimes you're in these national parks and there's really no one around. 
I've hiked sometimes up to seven miles. And once you're out there, you're out there. And yeah, park rangers and people like that are supposed to be around. But n- listen, l- let's just let's just be practical. Let's just be safe. If you're going to go hiking, uh, make sure that you're hiking with a partner. Because here's the other thing. What if you have a health situation? Or what if you have a physical situation? You could sprain your ankle. Uh, you could start not feeling well. You want to have a partner and you want to be practical uh, and you want to be safe. OK, don't add to your anxiety by going out alone and then some creepy guy starts following you. OK, so uh, hike in groups. Uh, number three, maximize the health benefits uh, of being in nature. Uh, try your best to be present while you're out there. Don't go out with your headphones and your and your rap music or all this other stuff. OK, it defeats the point. Don't. Go through an entire hike talking to your best friend on the phone and discussing stuff that stresses you out. It defeats the purpose. If you're going to be on a hike, be present. Be present. Appreciate the moment. Be present. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm on a hike, I will have my headsets. And sometimes I will listen to a certain frequency uh, a, a 993 or a 528 or a 444 type of frequency in one ear while I'm walking through nature. And that's just to kind of set my my vibration. And listen, if you're going to be out in nature, why not be out in nature? Take deep breaths. Pause to listen to the sounds again. Uh, if there's water around. I can't stress the benefits of listening and seeing flowing water. It resonates with you because you're 75% water. Okay? And then lastly, while you're on a walk in the woods, <clears throat> if you want to help combat the stress, try moving your workout outdoors. So a lot of times, uh, I don't know if I saw this in Asheville, but I have seen it in different places here in Atlanta. Uh, we have a place called the Beltline. You may have heard me talk about it before. It's in the city, so it's really not out in nature. But we have this outdoor place where it's, uh used to be a railroad track, went around the city about 33 miles. And now it's been replaced with public outdoor space, meaning people go there to walk, to run, to ride their bikes. And there's so much to do there. Uh, there's restaurants. Uh, there are uh, places where you could, there's big park areas where you can take your dogs and you can throw Frisbees and you can just kind of hang out. Or you could do what my wife and I did about two or three years ago. And you can do what's called yoga in the park. Yoga in the park. Now, it's not quite in nature, but it is in a park and it is outside. The point is you can benefit from exercising outside. In nature, especially if it's yoga. So when performed regularly, exercising in nature can reduce the risk of mental health problems by up to 50 percent. This is according to the study. Up to 50 percent. OK. Uh, there's something called forest bathing. The term forest bathing, forest bathing references a psychological and philosophical practice that first emerged in Japan in the 1980s. The exercise, also known as Shinrin Yoku, was developed to achieve two goals. Number one, an antidote 
tech burnout and inspire residents to connect with and protect the country's green spaces. Forced bathing is open-ended in practice in the sense that there's no prescription of what an individual should experience. It's up to you. While guided experiences exist, forced bathing can be as simple as standing in nature and engaging with the smell, sounds, and sights around you. Depending on where you are, the experience will differ. If you're in Japan, if you're in Hawaii, if you're in Montana, you're going to all see different surroundings. What I would suggest you do, wherever you are, see if you can seek uh, through social media or just Google uh, hiking groups in your area or nature groups. Many times you will see Qigong and Tai Chi perform where? Outside. There's a connectivity. That energy uh, corresponds to that that exists uh, from the earth. And there's a reason why it's done outside. Now, we have two uh, articles I'm going to post on our Facebook uh, page, one from Healthline.com, and the other is from wellness.mcmaster.ca. Um, and I'm going to put this on our uh, Facebook page. But in addition to that, uh, there was another article that we found from floridahealth.gov. They talked about some health benefits too of spending time in nature, as you know, or maybe you don't. I don't know if you've been to Florida when the last time you've been, but there are a lot of nature preserves in Florida. Now, you want to be safe, of course, because there are a lot of boogers there, uh, alligators and mosquitoes and all sorts of things, snakes. But there is an opportunity to spend a lot of time in nature. And if you spend time outdoors, you're more likely to be, they, according to this article, number one, you're more likely to be active. If you spend too much time inside, it is possible that you're not moving around enough. Many people <laughs> during our lockdown talked about the weight they put on and they had a certain term for it. You know, this is COVID weight. Why? They said they were locked inside. They did more eating and less moving. Well, now it's time to get outside and get rid of the COVID weight if you've not done it already. Number two, you'll become more relaxed if you're outside. According to journal research, it only takes about five minutes to experience the relaxing effects of nature. And that's so true. Once you get outside, I experienced it this weekend when we went into the mountains, even in the car, as soon as you get into the national parks, there's a different feel, there's a different mood. Then once you get out the car and you get closer to those waterfalls and to that rushing water, the sound of that water and the feel of that uh, water in your face and then being in nature and hearing the birds and hearing all of that, there's a different mood. And it doesn't take long to set you to that frequency. To set you to that frequency. Number three, your concentration will improve. Again, we're talking about being outside in nature. Your concentration will improve. Going outside can have some impactful results on your brain power. Studies have shown that spending time outside can improve creative thinking. Other research shows that children with ADHD seem to be focused better after being outside. After being outside. Number four, your risk of heart disease your risk of high blood pressure will be lowered. 
Remember before we talked about the endorphins and the dopamine release and those good feeling um, emotions and and uh, and uh, hormones, you know, coming out. That's that's all of that. So lowering your anxiety, lowering the the stress, you know, uh, cortisol. Uh, we're talking about improving your heart rate, improving your blood pressure. People who spent more time in the forest had lower blood pressure, lower cortisol levels, and a lower pulse than people who spent more time indoors or in the city areas. As much as I love New York City or Atlanta or Chicago, any place like that, when you're around a whole lot of people, it can be stressful. Whether you are having a mental Um, response to it or not, you're still sort of in a fight or flight because there's so many people around. It's sort of like a protective measure. When you're out in nature, when you don't have all of that, I noticed the difference between me being in the Bronx, riding the subway one day versus me driving up to Lackawaxon, Pennsylvania, and in the heart of just the mountains and the Catskills and nature, it was a completely different vibe. Now, nothing happened to me in New York, but what I'm saying is you have to sort of be on guard because there's so many people around, so much activity. So innately, you're a little bit more tense because you're trying to figure out what the heck is everybody doing? When you're out in nature, you don't have that. You don't have that. So and lastly, your vitamin D levels rise. I told you when we were kids, we go outside, ride our bikes, play football in the yard. You're in the sun. So you get that natural vitamin D. Sunlight hitting the skin begins a process that leads to the creation and the activation of vitamin D. Studies suggest that just 15 to 20 minutes of sunlight exposure per day can help your body create vitamin D that is needed to promote vitamin absorption, strengthen bones, And it may even help to prevent specific types of cancer. Obviously, we know if you spend too much time in the sun, it can promote types of cancer. Okay, so don't overdo it. So those are benefits of spending time in nature. Now, how does that alleviate, Kelly? What is that? How does that play into our breath work practice? That's where we're getting into now. Then we're going to close out. Breathing with awareness And spending time in nature are proven to help the symptoms of depression and reduce the need for medication. Zen ancient Qigong practice sets up in a circuit with energy flowing between the earth, a tree, and us. What I was saying before is we're all connected and everything is energy. When you are in a depressive, confused, and anxious state, your energy is vibrating low. You're concerned about something. You're fearful of something. And you're in fight or flight. As opposed to allowing your dopamine and your good-feeling hormones to be released, it's actually cortisol that's being released into your system because you're concerned about your longevity. Now, whether it's real or whether it's a rap, imagine doesn't really matter. Your body doesn't know the difference. So it's responding. How can we change our moods through our breathing? This alleviating depression, it reminds us that we are part of the natural world and that time spent in nature can help us get back into balance. So how do we do that? So number one, number 
again, I'm pulling this from our little book of self-care. We talked about this a few days ago. Uh, we set the foundation for breath work. I told you we were going to go over several different um, uh, formats and practices to help you use your breath to control your stress and to control your emotions and to better your quality of life. That's the whole reason we're talking about it. You already had the benefits of spending time in nature. I'm going to tell you what you can do before you get out there to set the right mood, and that's using your breath. Number one, in a park or garden where you will not be disturbed, you can choose a young tree to connect with. You can stand barefoot a short distance from the tree or from the canopy. I have a garden, and if you've not decided to garden yet, I'm going to convince you to go ahead and start doing that. I'm not going to do it on this podcast. We'll, we'll do it a completely different one. I'll tell you, tell you why. So many benefits to gardening and the plants, the creativity, the connectivity between your food, your body, and you growing the food for your body. There's nothing better. It's nothing more wholesome or helpful for your body. Plants are intelligent. Plants are alive. You're intelligent. You are alive. The light, the um, chlorophyll, the life, L-I-F-E, that goes into the plants that you then take and put into your body, then further benefits your body, and then you can further benefit, you know, the earth. And how great it is, when I got to the gardens many times, I don't even have my shoes on, to connect with the mud, the clay, the earth, that grounding, that security that I talked about earlier. Also, I talked about earlier, Pat Flynn having a a desk set up or just having coffee outside in the garden in the morning, setting your day off. How great is that? What does that do for the rest of your day? How much more creative can you can you become by by doing that? Well, we're going to talk about that. So we're talking about the breathing technique. So we want to start out by being in a garden or being in nature. okay, and connected to uh, the earth. Number two. Breathing through your nose, stand with your palms together, sort of like in a prayer position. If you are a yogi, you understand what that means. If you're not, it's simply put your hands in front of your chest just like you were praying. Prayer position. And then just simply begin to notice your breath. You don't have to breathe in any certain way. Just notice how you're breathing and keep it flowing can open your eyes and you can witness the tree if you're standing next to a tree or your garden if you're standing in the garden or your backyard if you see multiple trees. That's fine also. Next, I want you to relax your arms down. Okay, we're going from a prayer position to what we call in yoga is a mountain pose. So you just put your arms down and you can hold your palms open towards the tree towards the forest, towards your garden. You can use them to sense the energy, the energetic presence of the tree, of the garden, of the plants, of nature. And with your next inhale, lift your arms up to the sky. So sort of similar if you're a yogi to a sun salutation. Lift your hands up toward the sky. Imagine you're breathing, drawing the earth's energy up through your body to connect with the tree above you. This is a Qigong practice where we understand that 
there's energy that's that's always flowing, constantly flowing through the earth. And we can connect to it or we can disconnect from it. If we want the benefits of it, we need to connect to it. So using your imagination, understanding that the energy is flowing and just seeing yourself pulling energy up from the earth and surrounding yourself with the energy. So a lot of times when you see Tai Chi and Qigong and their arms are flowing in circular ways, that is a way of circulating the Qi or the energy that is being gathered from the earth. Breathe out through your mouth, lowering your arms and imagine the energy traveling back down through the tree, down through the ground. So it's just a cycle. You pull it up through the earth, you bring it up into the sky, through the trees, through the forest, through your garden, back down through the earth, and then pull it up again from the earth through your vessel, et cetera, et cetera. You can repeat these steps three to four times, drawing energy from the ground with the inhale and returning it with the exhale. After 20 repetitions, finish with gratitude. Bow to the earth, to the tree to your garden and just be appreciative of what's available in nature for you. Now, I realize if you don't practice yoga, if you've never practiced Tai Chi, Qigong, this sounds foreign to you and a little weird maybe. But if you listen to this, especially all the way through, you're probably dealing with depression and anxiety. So what do you have to lose? It depends on you. I gave an example some podcasts ago how years ago I decided to go to therapy. But before going to therapy, I just decided I knew more than the therapy. And guess what? The therapy didn't really work for me. You don't have anything to lose here. This is a non-medicated uh, way of, of uh, alleviating your depression and your anxiety. And it's an all-natural way of doing that. And I, I do Qigong, I do yoga, and I'm telling you this works. It, it mostly has to do with your perception and your uh, ability to receive it. So I would encourage you, encourage you, if you're on medication and you are feeling really depressed or suicidal, Skip this entire podcast and call a loved one or your doctor. Okay. But if you're not suicidal and you feel like doing something in addition to what your doctor's already told you to do that may help you, then do this. What can it hurt? Go for a hike. Go for a walk in nature. Take a chair outside, outside and close to nature as you can and sit there for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. Read a book. Drink a Drink a cup of tea and notice if you feel different. Ask a friend to take a walk with you. Maybe you like to canoe. Maybe you like to kayak. Anything that can connect you to nature is going to help improve your mood. Okay. Leave your cell phones on vibrate. Don't put your earbuds in. Listen to what nature has to offer and i'm sure it would be beneficial it's been a privilege guys to hang out with you today it's my hope that this along with the other podcasts that we do help you 
especially if you're dealing seriously with anxiety and depression. Because it's the quality of life that makes life, you know, what it is. We can have a lot of money, big houses, but if we don't feel good and we don't feel good about ourselves, what's the point? Please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for your favorite podcast to a friend, loved one, associate. Help us out as it relates to that. And we'll keep putting out more good content. Thank you guys so much. I wish you all well. Come back soon. We'll have more great content for you. Thanks. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.